When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. My name's Jake and today I am joined by Adam. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you mate. Good, good. And we're also joined by Billy. Billy, how's it going? I'm very well, thank you mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad mate. As you can probably see, I'm sporting the uh, the Movember Tash, going for the, the 80s footballer, or as Billy put it, the 60s paedophile. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we are still doing Movember guys, so if you uh, if you want to donate and Come and watch our progress, not just on mustaches, but uh, our run, walk challenge. Head over to our Facebook, our Twitter, or Instagram, or our website. All the details are available there if you want to donate. Please feel free, and uh, it'd be greatly appreciated because they're doing some. They're going. The money's going to some really worthy causes, and it, it's something that we're all we're all quite passionate about. But lads, going well, Billy, going to something you're quite passionate about. Aston Villa have just confirmed. Well, not just confirmed, but they've confirmed that Steven Gerrard is your new manager. Firstly, Billy, I know when the news sort of came out that Gerard was linked, you were a bit like mm-hmm. sceptical about it, but yeah. you seem fully have done a U-turn now and you're all aboard the Gerard bus. So uh, firstly, how are you feeling about Gerard as the manager? Yeah, now I'm really looking forward to it. I'm absolutely buzzing. I can't wait to kind of see this new manager bounce, if you like. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll get the new manager bounce anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, when Dean Smith was obviously sacked, I think it was last Sunday, um, it, it first came as a bit of a shock, but also it needed to happen. Um, and then the question begs, well, who's going to come in? You, you both know who I fancied. I really <laughs> wanted, really wanted Graham Potter, although extremely unlikely. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very, very skeptical of the John Terry rumors, the Frank Lampard, the Steven Gerrard, just because it is like such a big risk. Mm-hmm. However, after doing my research and reading Twitter and all these articles and pic- that and things that people are doing, 
I'm fully on board now. <laughs> I've completely done a U-turn. Um, he, he just looks like he's really got his head screwed on, surrounded himself with some real good guys and real yeah. good coaches as well. Michael Beale especially is supposed to be a red-hot, really sought-after coach. Gary McAllister knows Aston Villa from his playing days. He knows what we're about. We know what, He knows what we want, we expect as a club. And I'm sure Stephen Gerrard knows what we expect as fans as well. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it now. There we go, looking forward to it. I agree with you, Billy. I think that Gerard's done a great job of surrounding himself by people that not only he trusts, but he he knows that they know what they're doing. You know, Gary McAllister mm. was a massive, massive advisor for Gerard in his mm. early playing days. And when Gary Mack was at Liverpool, Gerard speaks very highly about him and you know, you can tell that that trust has continued into his coaching career as well. And like you said, Michael Beale, he he's very good. I remember him leaving Liverpool. There was a lot of a lot of people were sort of, you know, questioning where he was gonna go and it's um, you know, following Gerard was a was a big thing for him. Adam, how do you think the Gerard to Villa um move is is gonna go? Do you think that it's gonna be a good thing for Gerard and Villa, or do you think, you know, it could go down you know the opposite route? <laughs> Obviously, there's there's a risk with it. It's it's Gerard's first time coming into the Premier League as a manager. There's there's always going to be a risk there. Um, but I think as as previously mentioned to to I think both of you are, I've said it. I I do see this going really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Villa have got a few players that Gerard could really get the best out of. I highlighted John McGinn uh, the other day, and I think the young is it is it Jacob Ramsey. Jacob Ramsey, yeah. Jacob Ramsey, I, I think I think he's another one that that would he seems like the kind of player that would really flourish under under Gerard's sort of style of play. Like you look what he has done with Rangers and and the type of players that he, mm. he just elevated massively in terms of performances. Um, and and I, I think Villa have got a few of them. They've they've also got Leon Bailey who. You can see there's bags and bags of talent there. He's just sort of waiting for that, I guess, that push to to, to take him up to that next level. I think Gerard, firstly, the the sort of respect that he commands, and, and yeah. secondly, that you know, just just the fact that the players will listen to him and actually do what what he tells them to do. I, I think there's so much potential in this Villa squad um, for them to all sort of kick on a gear, go up a gear. Um, should Gerard uh, obviously get them get them being able to do that? On the flip side, I do think there's a few players in there that 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 Gerard will definitely want out the door pretty much straight away. Is it? Um, I'm trying to think of their name. Is it El Ghazi? Is that how you El Ghazi? Yeah, yeah. Mm. He he'll be gone straight away. He'll be gone. He, he's someone I want out the door as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I I think I think provided Villa have given Gerard sort of. Um, their word that they're gonna back him with with the trust that you know he 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 knows sort of what players he might want to bring in um and keep around and and then obviously get out the door as long as Gerard's got those assurances which I'm pr- I'm pretty sure he will have done mm. then uh, th- then I do think he'll do well I think there's I think there's bags of potential with this squad like I said yeah I agree I think I read something earlier actually that that says that. Gerard's been told that he's got he's got a bit of money to spend in January, which I think is good. It's you know there's no point bringing in a manager and then not giving him any money to spend to to make the, the squad his own. But mm-hmm. I think that you probably won't see a lot of business done in January. We all know what the window's like. It's it's a crazy sort of window. I think we'll we'll probably find out what it is like in the um, the summer 
as well. So mm. I think that'll be the key one for Venom is the summer, and this will just be a feeling out process. I just hope it doesn't turn into a, a classic thing, you know, with football fans turn so fickle, don't they? If it's not work straight away, yeah. get rid of him, get another one in, and Villa, like your history of managers, like I, I was reading it the other day. It's absolutely, cra- I didn't realize how crazy like you actually <laughs> went through managers. It seemed like yeah. like Dean Smith had been there forever, but then you like you got you do you burn through them so you just yeah, you yeah. kind of just need to give one a bit of time you know look what happened to Dean Smith he, he got you in the league and he sort of stabilized you as a good mid-sable side and that's that's really what you need and hopefully Gerard will be the one one to push on Billy what's the aim for Aston Villa now being a Villa fan uh, what what is the the you know it's the aim obviously is always to to, to win the league but realistically mm-hmm. what what is Aston Villa's aim over the next sort of two or three years I think the aim is really to push on and get European football now. Um, the owners have shown with Dean Smith that they're not afraid to spend money. We've spent mm-hmm. 300000 I think, just since coming back into the Premier League. Uh, 300 million, sorry. Not a lot, then. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, with Steven Gerrard, I'm certain that that will continue. And one thing that I'm certain that Gerard will be able to sort out is the midfield mm-hmm. we've been so easy to play through that just it's it's so strange because we've got such a good midfield with the likes of John McGinn and Douglas Louise mm. but we've just been so easy to play through and I think that's something that Stephen Gerrard will be certain to sort out fairly quickly um but yeah getting back to your original point is I think he'll um the aim for Villa now is European football over the next two or three years. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a good. You made a good point there, Billy, about not being quite as open to play against. And I think we've seen that with Rangers' title-winning season. I think they only mm. conceded like you know, fifteen goals or something like that, and obviously they went unbeaten. And they but they scored like ninety-seven goals and they conceded fifteen. So you know he has got a, a distinct style of playing. He know he'll know how he'll want to play football, and and he'll want yeah. those players to get on board with him. And I think the the good thing with getting someone like Stephen Gerrard in is the respect it's immediately there. You know, yeah, he's an ex England captain, Champions League winning captain, Liverpool captain. You know, and he's gone to Rangers. He's won the title. He's wrestled mm-hmm. that title away from Celtic. So he's shown those players. You know, I, I do know what I am talking about. And you know, like you said earlier, Billy, it's backroom staffel they'll have the respect from from those players as well so yeah. i hope he does a good job at, at villa i hope it doesn't it doesn't turn into a, a lampard situation where or Solskjaer, <laughs> who will both yeah. of those we're going to talk about shortly but i, I do hope it, he, he does a, a decent job at villa and as long as he doesn't take too many points off liverpool i'll be, <laughs> be very happy with that. <laughs> i think another thing with gerard is that he won't take any shit from anybody yeah i think we saw it against Southampton, El Ghazi, who Adam mentioned earlier. He should have been sent off. He should have had three bookings, somehow stayed on the pitch. Two of those came. I mean, he should have been sent off after 30 minutes. Yeah. And somehow he managed to stay on the pitch for another 50. You know, it's. I, th- I feel like Dean Smith sometimes may have been a bit too nice to the players, where mm. I feel like if that's Gerard, he's pulling him in at half time, getting him by the scruff of the neck and telling him you're not going out for the second half. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's what Gerard will bring as well as the the commanding respect that he he needs kind of thing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I get your point. And he's always come across that way for me when 
when he was Liverpool captain that it's not afraid to have a go at anybody. You know, mm. it's, uh, Torres, Suarez, you know, Carragher, he'll happily give it back if, if they give him it. So I think he'll do the, the exact same as a manager. Adam, how do you think in two or three years we'll be talking about Gerard at Villa? If, will he still a still be there or b you know how how do you think he'll be doing if he is uh, if he is still there because I, I I think as I said if I was a Villa fan I, I think my concern would just be if slash when Jurgen Klopp leaves Liverpool is is Gerard going to be the guy that Liverpool look to to and, and to to replace him and and I'm not saying that he should be necessarily. Just what I mean by that is because of the emotional connection that Liverpool fans have to Jurgen Klopp, you, we see him as like a godfather pretty much. <laughs> the To replace that sort of character, there's, there's not really another manager that you get the same emotional connection with from, from a Liverpool fan point of view. Um, so I, 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 it's just whether whether Liverpool look to try and poach him and, and if Liverpool do come knocking, of, of course he's going to go there. Um, so on, on provided that he is there in, in sort of three years' time, as Billy said, look, the aim is going to be to get European football, whether that is the Europa League or, or even the Conference League. Um, and, and I think within, given a good three years, I, I genuinely believe that they can be there. Um, as I've said before, there's bags of potential within this squad alone. Aston Villa, don't forget, are, they are a very, very rich club. You know they have the finances to go and spend in the mm. transfer market, especially if they start to climb up the table and Gerard demands maybe a, a hundred million or or hundred and fifty million, whatever it may be. He, he's going to be given that money to go and spend, and provided he spends it well, and from the short budget that he did have at Rangers, he, he spent that incredibly well as well. Yeah, I, I I don't see why they can't be looking to get at least in the Europa Conference League within the next sort of two to three years. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I think you know this season it'll be consolidation, get, get, try and get as far up that table as possible. But after that, I agree with you, Adam. I think the Conference League or the Europa League are I've got to be long term aims for Villa. You know, you, you don't want to you don't want to be one of those mid table clubs that's that just sort of six around tenth because they they eventually they always do they always slide. Look at Southampton; they did that for years. They're happy to be a sort of tenth mm. ninth club, and now they're in a relegation battle. It does just happen because your players get poached, and the only way to keep your players is to keep improving and, and get into Europe. So hopefully, it, it will work out for Stephen Gerrard at Aston Villa. Mm. I just wanted to touch on quickly Adam's point about Gerrard potentially going to Liverpool in two or three years, and I think. I mean, we all know what gentlemen's agreements are like, but I think there will <laughs> there will be that gentleman's agreement in there that if he's still at the club and Liverpool come calling in two and a half, three years, whenever Klopp decides to leave, um, if he decides to leave, I think... Hopefully I don't, he won't. I, <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't, that's, that's the dream. I don't think we will stand in his way and... If Liverpool come calling, it means he's done a good job at Villa anyway, projecting exactly. us yeah. projecting us into Europe, putting us on a, a higher mantle than we are currently. So we're going to be looking at more ambitious managers then as well, you know? Yeah. So if he does go to Liverpool in two or three years, obviously it will be gutting at the time hopefully it'll be gutting <laughs> yeah but yeah he, he must have done a he must have done a good job with us so so be it you know what yeah I mean? that's a good point billy the only reason liverpool come calling for stephen gerrard is if he's doing a good job we're not gonna go we're not gonna go from jürgen klopp 
to Gerard if he's in a relegation battle for the next three years. It's just it's that's just a backward step for Liverpool as well because it's it's, it's not what you need a manager who's you know having to do that every week. Um, you know, speaking of 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 managers of of ex clubs that they played for, Frank Lampard lads has, has turned down the Norwich job. I mean, personally, I can't blame him. It's it's a job I don't think anyone would really want at the moment. But Billy, your former manager Dean Smith is also linked to the job. Do you think it's firstly, do you think it's wise for Lampard to be turning down a job? And secondly, now he's has, do you think Dean Smith is in the running for that job? Um, in my opinion, Dean Smith's the best candidate for the job anyway. It, I think with him, they stand the best chance of staying up. If they go down, I think they stand the best chance of coming straight back up. Mm-hmm. Um with Dean Smith in charge. Lampard, I'm not really too sure. Maybe he's waiting for, for example, an Everton job, that kind of club, if you're not, um, mm. you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? In that, a mid-table club to try and push them into Europe, a bit similar to Villa maybe. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure why he's turned that down. Maybe he is looking for that mid-table club. But for Dean Smith, I think as a fan it would feel a bit too soon. (laughs) (laughs) But I I would completely understand it. And I think as a, I think Norwich fans aren't too happy with it for some reason. But I think in my, in my opinion, he is the best candidate out there Mm. to not only keep them up, but to send them back up if they should go down. Yeah. I think, Go on, Adam. Sorry, just, just to piggyback on, I think that's the, that's the important bit is, if slash when Norwich go down, because let's face it, they probably are going to go down no matter who they employ. Yeah. The, the the pressure on that coach to then bring them back up the next season will be through the roof. And I think that might, not, not necessarily saying that's the reason Lampard turned it down, but I certainly think that's a factor that he played out in his head. Mm. Just the sheer amount of pressure that will be on him to come straight back up as soon as they do go down. Yeah. Um, and we've we've seen Lampard both at Derby and at Chelsea crumble in those high high pressure sort of situations, and 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 it hasn't obviously his, his managerial start hasn't really gone to plan um, thus far. So I, I think I think Norwich just in terms of how much pressure will be on him in that second season, I I think it's maybe maybe too big a job for him. Like maybe maybe in Everton does suit Lampard a little bit more, where there's that just that little bit more freedom. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with the Dean Smith shout. I think, as I said, I think whoever they do employ, I think I think Norwich are doomed to go down anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in terms of coming coming straight back into the league, I think Dean Smith is the best shout. Yeah, that was a a point that was I was uh, going to say as well. Was I agree? I agree with both both of your points about the next manager is going to have to bring them up. That you know that is the thing. I think a lot of Norwich fans were a bit pissed off with Fart going because they knew that he would be able to. He's done it in the past. It's, yeah. it's, it's a thing that happens twice in the past. He's done it. He does it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's just the Norwich way, isn't it? You go down, you come straight back up, and it, it's a vicious <laughs> cycle. So that next manager has to be able to to keep that going because you know that's sort of expected now at Norwich is we'll go down and then we'll have a great season in the Championship, finish top of the league, and you know, break 100-point barriers or 97 points or whatever many they got, and then we'll get five points in the league and come back down again. But, <laughs> so I, I, I agree with you. I, think, I do think that's potentially why Lampard's looked at that job and gone, actually, that's a bit of a... 
it's, it is a bit of a, a, a you know a dodgy job to get because there is that expectation to come straight back up. But yeah. I, I, again, I agree with you both. I think Dean Smith is and the a good pressures one. of a relegation battle as well. You know, Dean yes. Smith's been there; he's done that. He's the the great escape in that first season back. I almost it's think seven, seven points with three games to go. It was it was almost impossible, but somehow I, we managed. To I almost think that with that. With that you know, this season it is a write-off now for Norwich. I know they won the other week, but a manager coming in, they've got to say to them, you know, forget about it. We'll start again next year. And I think Dean Smith is the one for that. He's got the experience. Not, you know, mm-hmm. if if he did come in and, and they did turn their fortunes around, then like you said, Billy, he's got the experience of a relegation battle. He's got the experience of getting help from the championship. You know, he, he is a very good manager as well. He's got a very nice, good style of play, but... I don't know who Norwich go for if if he turns him down. Do you know who else mm. is out there for Norwich who would want that Norwich job? Neil Warnock, he probably wouldn't want to get <laughs> another job. You know that's that's sort of the thing now. It, it's I mean Jed won't be happy with this, but Mark Robbins from Coventry maybe. It's a great shout. It's a good shout. Jed will be fuming at that shout. <laughs> <laughs> you know he, he's a manager they potentially would look at though, and, and mm. would he? you know, leave the job that he's doing at Cov to go to Norwich. Maybe, maybe, you know, if the, the I mean, opportunity he has, he, there. He's got a decent project going on there. and That's it, you know, the it's, project. It's whether is, he would want to leave that and potentially do a, do a swap with Norwich as they go down, Cov go up. Cov go um, up, yeah. That's the risk now, isn't Christ, it? Could, could any... you imagine Jed if that happened? <laughs> <laughs> unbearable. <laughs> To be fair, I think we'd have to let him be a bit unbearable for that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He could come and sit at the big the big table for once, but <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I do struggle to wonder who Norwich would look at if they if if Dean Smith turned them down as well. Potentially the next man we're gonna talk about who somehow is still in a job, Ollie gonna Solskjaer. <laughs> I know we sort of feel like we're talking about it every week, but the question now, lads, is, you know, how long is Ollie at the wheel for? I think a few of us sort of expected, not expected, but but thought that Ollie might go at the start of the, the international break quite simply because you gave United two or three weeks to, to find a manager and, and get someone in. A bit like Villa did, you know, get rid of the yeah. manager, international break. You've, he's got two weeks to settle in when no one's really there and he can have a look around and, and work with the players that he's got. And, you know, Adam, I'll come to you. How long has Ollie got at the wheel now at Manchester United after another defeat, you know, in a derby, which, you know, the scoreline didn't suggest suggest it was the same as the Liverpool game, but, you know, anyone watching the game, it, it was the exact same. United were absolutely atrocious and, and Man City tore them to pieces, you know. So so what do you think, Adam? How, does Ollie stay till the end of the season now? Does he go in January? You know, what, what what's the, the thought I process? I think a lot of Man United fans will be scratching their heads at how he hasn't gone already. Um, like you can't, I, I, I don't think no matter who you are, like you can't get battered by two of your biggest rivals in the manner that they have. It's, well. like, it's, it's yeah. obviously just, it's obviously like not just that. Like they lost at home to Villa. They they got thumped by Leicester a few weeks prior to Liverpool <laughs> as well. <laughs> but you know, like this is what I mean. I mean, you know, Villa are in a, in a bad sort of, I guess, run mm. of form. That, that's why they've looked to switch the managers. But they still beat Man United at Old Trafford. Mm. You know, they they're, they're just. I, it seems. It almost seems like the more 
the more talent that he gets in that squad, the worse, the worse they become. It, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 but but this is this is the thing, and this is the flip side to it. The fact that he's gone through what he's gone through, and he still hasn't been sacked. There's there's not even really any signs of them yeah. even looking for a new. You know, Conte was right there, pretty much asking for the job. He's now ended up at Tottenham. You know, so so what have they said to him, or what is that that you know what has the interaction been between them for Conte to be like, all right, I'm just not I'm not going to even bother waiting around yeah. for this. I'm just going to yeah. go to Tottenham yeah. instead. They they like the Man United board must be pretty content at least. Like I I think as long as I think as long as Man United get top four, and I think they still probably will just yeah. because of the individuals alone. Um, I th- I think that's enough for them. So I I I think he should be gone. But I, I honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets till the end of the season. And if they're in the top four, he'll probably get another year. Do you know what, Adam? I think I personally think that they will not sack him till the summer, if they sack him at all. Mm. I think that the summer is where where they'll look to get rid of him. But Lee made a good point, Adam. The more talent that Solskjaer adds to this squad, like the, the, it almost shows how you know lacking he is in that managerial department because he's getting in Ronaldo, he's getting in Sancho, you know, to add to Fernandez, Varane. Rashford, you know, Varane. Like mm. this is squads that on paper would realistically rip this league to pieces if they wanted to. You know, under the right manager that you know that squad, give or take the back four maybe and, and a midfielder you know, would re- would realistically challenge challenge anybody and But a good manager would have sorted that problem as well. Well yeah, there is that as well. You know, a good manager wouldn't have spent seventy five million on Sancho and turned him potentially send him into a right back <laughs> as, as as you know we're potentially reading uh, that United are looking to do is is to, to go to a back five and employ Sancho as a as a right wing back, which if they do that then <laughs> I think there might be another another riot at Old Trafford but I think I'm all for it personally, but Billy, uh, what what are your thoughts on Solskjaer? Do you think he'll go anytime soon? Do you think they'll hold out and wait till the summer to get rid of him? I really have no idea, and I don't think the United board have any idea either. <laughs> does Ollie have an idea? It, <laughs> I don't think he does. No, <laughs> I think it just it just rings alarm bells when your two biggest rivals are both singing Ollie at the wheel while comfortably being ahead. <laughs> right, they're they're both singing that they want your manager to stay in a job. Yeah. Like that shouldn't be happening, no matter what level. You what level you're playing at, let alone elite Premier League level. It, it, it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's such a strange one because mm. I think any other manager and get rid of his legend status at Man United, he'd have been gone a oh. long, long time ago. Oh, absolutely. And I just don't understand why. Look, there's no sentiment in football. It's why Dean Smith had to go so soon. Mm. And it's why Oli should be going as well. But I mean, if United are the United board are happy to keep him, so, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. I think that if, like you said, Billy, if you know, if Solskjaer wasn't the man that won them a, a Champions League in the nineties, then he'd well been gone. Chelsea did it with Lampard. You know, they're quite happy to get rid of him. You know, look what mm. Frank Lampard did for Chelsea and how, how good of a footballer he was and how much of a legend he is there. But they looked at that and went. 
this isn't working. You're not a, a, as good a manager as we thought you were going to be, and this hasn't had the effect that we thought it was going to have. Get rid of you, and we'll get someone else. But... <laughs> I think I think the thing with Lampard at Chelsea was that they were also under a transfer embargo, so yeah. it was almost like a win-win. He was a stakeholder yeah. manager, wasn't yeah, he? It yeah, was, it was like a win-win for Lampard. If if he failed, then so be it. He couldn't, he couldn't sign anyone. Yeah. If he was, if he was success, then fantastic. He's a good gaffer. He's a yeah. Success. Yeah. And you saw the players he that he bought. You saw the players that he bought in didn't really work out how they wanted it to. Um, and so yeah, they they had to bite the bullet and they got rid of him. There there just isn't any room for sentiment in football, and especially manage for managers as well. Yeah, that because yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that that's one of those areas where you can't be sentimental with a manager because you look what's sort of happening. You know, they they're slowly drifting down this table and. Yeah. You know, like you say, everyone's everyone's laughing at them, and that's that's not the Manchester United that we've all grown up with. You know, we we all of that era where United were winning everything as as we were kids and teenagers. And it was it was shit to be a Liverpool fan because you were happy to come third. <laughs> you know, and, but now it's sort of it's going the other way where there's generation of Man United fans growing up going, oh, hang on, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And the old fans that are used to winning are kicking off because, you know, oh, what's going on? But mm. I just, something's got to change at them, but I don't know, hopefully it's it's not for a while yet as a, as a Liverpool <laughs> fan. <laughs> but I don't know. Who would they get in? Is, is one I want to ask you, Billy and Adam. Billy, I'll start with you. Who 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 goes to United? If, if they got rid of him, say, tomorrow... Who would who would they realistically go for? I think they've they've got to be looking at a Zidane or a Ten Hag, mm. that kind of manager. I think Ten Hag would be a fantastic appointment for them. He's that project manager, if you know what I mean. He's good. He's um, a good manager as well. Yeah. He's, he's a fantastic manager, and you ju- you just need to see what he's done with Ajax. Not yeah. only not only over there in Holland, but in the Champions League as well. It's not easy to. A very a, good side a, in that Champions League. Exactly. It's not easy to get a team like... I I don't want to belittle Ajax because they're a massive, massive club. But they are constantly playing in the Dutch League, obviously. Hmm. And it is hard for them to keep hold of players. You see, they ship out so many players. They're yeah. a fantastic youth, but they're also shipping out players like there's no tomorrow. And for Ten Hag to do such a good job as he's doing for them, getting them to a Champions League semi-final, very unlucky to not get them to the final. Yeah. It, it just shows what a fantastic job he's done there. And I think they're unbeaten in the Champions League so far this I season. Are, as well. yeah, yeah. He's doing a fantastic job there. So I think he'd be a great appointment for any club. And it certainly wouldn't surprise me if he's kind of holding out for that Man United job. Adam, who would you... If you were the Man United board, who would you look at? I think, I think with Ten Hag, he's probably the best option for them again. But I'm just wondering if that relationship between Man United and Ajax is slightly tarnished just over the, the Donny Van der Beek situation. I know we've had a lot of like, there's been a lot of like the back sort of backroom staff from Ajax coming out and. And making their feelings known, I think Edwin van der Sar again was they, yeah. was yeah. was somebody else that came out, and he was really angry about the situation. And loads of Dutch fans as well are, are sort of just so angry at Man United for for how they've they've treated Van der Beek. Because look, Billy correctly said how 
Ajax they they just sell their players and and but, but that is that is like their model and they seem to be very mm. proud of that you know if one of their players does get a move to a Barcelona or a Man United and mm. a Liverpool or Real Madrid whoever it may be they they sort of see that as being like a really big achievement they're really proud of that player for going yeah. on and playing they support these, that player giant they? that's clubs. what they do yeah. yeah so I think after that situation I'm just I'm just not sure if 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 he'd maybe want it I know it's, it's still probably one of the biggest jobs in world football so I could be being stupid there as he, he will be my ideal replacement for Jurgen Klopp once he moves on so I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't end up at United um <laughs> But I think I think realistically, I think again another project manager that that would suit Man United down to the ground is uh, Mauricio Pochettino, and they've they've yeah. tried their hand with him before. They were obviously unsuccessful in getting him. Um, but look, there's there's sort of rumours and and talks that that he's under a lot of pressure at PSG. He's not particularly enjoying his time there. Um, I think there's a lot said that he, he doesn't seem to have a lot of control over what actually goes on in terms of both transfers and, and how the teams actually run. It, it said that a lot of the players sort of control that team and, and yeah. who, who plays. And, and it's, it's partly apparently one of the reasons why Wijnaldum isn't getting as much game time because the, the sort of South American players in the team are sort of campaigning and demanding that, that Paredes plays over him. Mm. Well, if, if Mauricio Pochettino has got control, surely that decision's up to him, not you know, not the players. <laughs> He's he is somebody that, that again, I, I said I think would suit Man United down to the ground. He's that project manager. I think I think people under underrate Pochettino just because of his lack of trophies. But yeah, what I he did on what he did under Tottenham Hotspur, like. Tottenham, he got Tottenham Hotspur to a Champions League final. Honestly, do you know how crazy that is? That, they will never see that again in their lifetime. Most of these Tottenham fans, I agree. Like, I that, think is, that, that, that goes under how mm. like that's vastly overlooked how much of an achievement that actually is. By the way. Because mm. look what's it's happened ridiculous. to Tottenham since he's left. They're terrible, and it's the same team. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a better team. Yeah, yeah. Arguably, yeah. you could imagine they've it just gone downhill. Side. But they're just, you know, I think it's that makes caveat slightly. I think that's a, a stupid thing for Tottenham to do was, was to sack Pochettino in the first place. Oh, yeah, really that's a completely ridiculous. that's another episode, <laughs> episode, you know I mean? um, to talk about Tottenham, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Pochettino is, would be the one for me. I, I think I think you could definitely shift him out of PSG. Yeah. Um. Mm. I, I think as we as we've said, he's a project manager. He, he gets the best out of players as well. Mm. And and you saw that at Tottenham to to the level he was getting some of those guys like that. You, you they just weren't on the level that he was getting them to play at. <laughs> um. You know, I think he can really, really, really develop. You, you know, the likes of players like Mason Greenwood. You know, we mm. see what a talented player he is. If he's if he's under Solskjaer for another even two years, that's harming his development so much. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy is so talented, and he's just not being coached correctly. You see him with these little like half presses every now and then. He 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 doesn't look like he's he's all there in like the mental side of things, how to read the game. Pochettino yeah. would sort that right out. Um, he's a very good coach as well. Yeah, I, 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 I would. I think if if I were the Man United board, I would be looking at Pochettino and thinking, yeah, we, at the end of the day, they are Manchester United. Like they can get a manager out of his contract if they really wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I, I think 
Pochettino is probably the one that it makes the most sense and probably would be the best best fit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Adam, I think I think Pochettino is a great shout. But either of those managers would be very good. But I'm with you, Adam. I, I'd like Ten Hag to to hold out Ajax. Just stay where he is. I now. do think that uh, he'd be a good, a great, a very good shout for for Liverpool in the future. Um, and, uh, but that's something I don't want to think about for another few Liverpool years. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine a world where Jurgen Klopp is not our manager anymore. I think that's that's something that that would be quite upsetting for me but speaking of people leaving Liverpool quickly want to touch on Michael Edwards um, obviously announcing that he's going at the end of the season the end of the season uh, a, a big 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 move for Liverpool well big transfer for Liverpool that because we all know how good Michael Edwards is in his role and his assistant Julian Ward will be taken over but Adam I'll come to you with this there's talk of, of Edwards going to Newcastle and, and stuff like that but you know how, how big of a blow do you think this is for Liverpool? Potentially huge um, we've seen Edwards do some crazy things with transfers <laughs> over the years you know getting Toward 20 mil for Solanke, like 15 mil for Joel Ward, 24 mil for Brewster, like the list goes on and on and on. And then bringing players like Mohamed Salah in for like 37 million, something like that, with Sadio Mane, like 35. You know, this guy is. I, I don't know what business school he went to, but people It's crazy the deals that he's he's got done and. You just hope that that Ward under because I think he's been his assistant the he's entire been his time. The whole Ward. time, yeah, I believe so. So, so. so you would hope that he's picked up enough uh, just from being around Edwards and, and watching how he does these deals to sort of continue this on. Now you'd hope that also with Liverpool in terms of the ownership and the board, they've made a lot of mistakes. I'm aware that they have. But the club has also run very well. I don't think we'd let somebody like Michael Edwards go if we weren't a hundred percent sure that 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 sort of gap yeah. was being filled correctly. Um, so there must be a lot of trust and there must be a lot of faith in Ward to sort of step up and and, and do the role. Obviously yeah. from Jurgen Klopp as well, because I, I think if if they were just sort of leaving Klopp in the shitter like that and just sort of being like, you know, Edwards is going to go, we're going to let Edwards go in and you're going to have no good director of football. Klopp's obviously not going to be happy. He's not really the kind of guy to just sit and let that happen. Yeah. Um. So I, 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 do, I do think maybe, again, this could be biased. It could be me just being hopeful. I do think it will be a smooth transition and we hopefully won't see too much mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of a, a difference when it comes to transfers. Um, my only hope is that before he does walk out the door, this the Mohamed Salah contract gets sorted. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm... As I day take on, I'm getting more on that situation. Yeah, the 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 day's ticking down till I think it's two years now till Salah's contract runs out. He's a he's a nervous yeah. prospect, and it's something that no Liverpool fan wants to see. And, and I might even imagine Billy is a Villa fan doesn't want to see Mohamed Salah leave Liverpool and go somewhere else. <laughs> unless it's to Villa. <laughs> unless it's to Villa. Yeah, um, but no, I I I hope that Can I, we join I, Stevie I, G mode. <laughs> uh, maybe, 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 Billy, maybe one day. <laughs> uh, but I don't when he's forty, 
yeah. I, don't think <laughs> I was that, just uh, going to say, actually. Yeah, when he's, when he's on the brink of retirement, he'll still score 30 goals. Adam, <laughs> um, I agree with you, though. I think that I don't think Liverpool would let Edwards go if we didn't have a plan in place to, to replace him. The board, have, like you said, have made some errors, but in terms of managerial or you know staff errors, they haven't really done anything wrong in that sense it's, it's, it's a very well-oiled machine is Liverpool. it's a very well-oiled machine and like you said adam as well Jurgen klopp would not stand for any bullshit around you know messing with him or or, or the side but you know hopefully julian ward has, uh, has definitely picked up some tips from from michael edwards hopefully edwards will will keep giving him his, his tip book <laughs> to, <laughs> to sort him out and help him out but but lads that's probably about all we've got time for today we've managed to drag 40 minutes out of three managerial uh, decisions <laughs> so i'm quite proud of us i think we've done a, a very good job adam billy thank you both for joining me uh, it's been good to be back podcasting with you lads and thank you everyone for listening and, and don't forget if you do want to donate to movember head on over to our website totalscreamers.com or find us on twitter facebook instagram we're all on there and, and we're all doing some good things for movember and raising some some really good money so if you'd like to donate please do um thank you all for listening and cheery bye find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk sports social podcast network it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.